Hi, I'm Justine. And I'm Sarah LaVon. And we are so glad you're here. We believe that your life has the potential to make a deep, meaningful impact on the world around you. You, as a nurse, have the ability to add value to every single person and patient you touch. We want to inspire you with resources, education, and stories to support you to live your absolute best life, both in and outside of work. But don't expect perfection over here. We're just here to have some conversations about anything birth, work, and life, trying to add some happy to your hour as we all grow together. By nurses, for nurses, this is Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. The other night at work, a few of us girls were sitting there talking and I don't know what happened, but I started getting emotional. I think I was like on a break and going through TikToks or Instagrams and I walked out of the break room and I was like, does anyone just like, do you feel more emotional than you used to? And a couple of girls were like, oh, totally. I cry so much more than I did before. I'm always crying. And this one girl's like sitting there quietly. And she's like, man, we need to talk to each other about this stuff more. And I was like, why? She's like, I thought I was going crazy. And I was like, oh no, like, I cry all the time. And we were thinking, and I had done a poll on Instagram, like night shift workers, are you more emotional? And I did it on my personal Instagram and I got probably close to like 75 responses from nurses that I know follow me from bundle birth nurses of like, yes, I was not a crier. And now I cry at a drop of a whim. I'm just so tired. I'm exhausted. And it really just made me think how important rest is for us. And then Sarah and I were talking the other day about how there's actually seven types of rest. And so we wanted to come on and talk to you nurses about seven types of rest that we are hoping to get all of these types in Cancun, which we're in right now. If you're listening to this, we are literally in Cancun. So that's exciting. But we're going to talk about the seven types of rest. And we actually took a little test. And now we see our areas of opportunity in rest. Because as nurses, you are giving your all to your job and your family. And it can be a lot. And we can be really exhausted really fast. And taking care of ourselves is super important. I think when we think of rest, we think of sleep. Right. And like, especially yeah. if you're on night shift, like that's particularly uh, applicable because night shift is like, which is really bad for us. I, I saw your stories the other day where you're like, I think night shift should be a $10, like how much $10 an hour differential or a hundred dollar differential. Yeah, it was a joke. But people did of, respond like, yeah, we need like 50%. You need a 50% increase. Absolutely. In you have a higher chance of like cancer and like all sorts of diseases. Like, I'm sorry, I'm putting myself at risk. Like I, you should be constant compensated and safe. So like get some money out of it. Anyway, I digress. But I think we think about rest as uh, like sleeping, which is super important and we all need to be sleeping. But the seven types of rest are just this like whole new area that we want to help you be more aware of as we talk through each one and what each one can kind of look like and feel like with the prompt of let's try to prioritize our rest. I know that's for me, even going into Cancun, I'm teaching for most of it, like all morning. And I want to be able to be present. I want to be able to give my best self. And so some of that means sleep. And some of that also means really being mindful of each of these types of rest for my own body. And that goes for all of us of how do we want to show up in life? How do we want to show up to our families, to our friends, outside of work, at work, to our patients? And in order to show up our best selves, we got to be resting. And to start us off, number one is physical rest. And so included in physical rest is sleep and 
napping, but you know what I was surprised by Sarah was that also included, and I guess I shouldn't be surprised is yoga and stretching and foam rolling mm. and those types of things, which I do love getting a massage. My like mindful releases. practices. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious if like, cause I know you're on a Pilates journey. So like, what is there gentle Pilates with gentle is that more like yoga? Like, I don't know. I wonder if that's a form of like physical rest too. I mean, I would like say, say your I class would say is Pilates. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I mean, I think Pilates is, is in the realm of restorative. It's going to be depending on the instructor. Like sometimes you like want to die and I literally walk out and like, I fell down the stairs one day because my legs literally gave out after a Pilates class. So like, I don't know how restorative that is, but the movements of Pilates or yoga or stretching or dance. Um, it's any kind of restoring of your muscles that adding flexibility and movement are really good for us. Um, and Pilates would definitely be a part of that. You, It's like stretch and strength at the same time, but it's not like those like hit training. Like I know for me, in my journeys of figuring out like what types of exercise I can sustain and what do I like and what do I not like, I've done crazy things like insanity I did back in the day when that was popular. And, you know, any kind of HIT training actually spikes your cortisol levels. And so because your body's like, ah, stress, I got to respond and I got to fix it. But a lot of those like more down-regulating exercises, especially like if you're having a hard time losing weight and you're doing a lot of that CrossFit or, um, boot camps, those, those harder exercising that you might actually need to switch to a like softer, more mindful practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I like, I like that that's included in physical rest because as much as like, I can't, I can't sleep that much or I'm having a hard time sleeping. What other restorative practices are you doing in your life? Justine, I'll ask you that. I know Pilates is one for me. Meditation is another for me. Um, well, I think meditation would be under mental rest. Is it? I think that's what I would assume. I feel like it would go under both, but yeah. Okay. That's true. I would think, um, I don't think that I do enough physical rest. I think I actually sleep a lot. I'll say that I'm pretty good about like, I'm going to bed and then I'll sleep. Yeah, you are. But I think that I'm, I think it's a sign of unhealth because I feel like I need more sleep than mm. like when I'm like. I need 10 hours or whatever. So I always feel like I'm trying to catch up on sleep and then I may end up sleeping more than I need to. So I was encouraged by reading this list of, um, I need to do more things in the physical rest category. Any more mm. high quality sleep. I think I, I like to take walks too. And like, so I feel mm -hmm. like yoga and like gentle walking, I'm going to say is going to be a physical rest for me. Well, and under the definition of this quiz, which by the way, we'll link everything down below for you to check out if you want to do the fun little quiz thing. It says anything that promotes higher quality sleep. So even exercise, I think would fall under that. Um, as much as it's not necessarily restful, if that's the definition, it's sort of like we are exercise. Like, are you moving your body? And that for from a rest perspective, or a health perspective, like you do rest better, you do sleep better, you do, and for mental, for physical, for all of that, if we're exercising. I have been on a journey for that. Yeah. But I like literally cried yesterday. I had a, I had a, I scheduled myself for an infant CPR class, which I rarely do, but it's like insane money for such a short amount of time. 
and I have my whole Sunday routine and I go to Pilates at 11 and then I shower and I'm like ready for my day. And then I like go grocery shopping and whatnot. And I had already scheduled this and was kind of annoyed that I'd scheduled this class. And as I'm walking into Pilates, she's like, okay, so I'll see you in a few minutes. And I was like, no, I said 1.30, not 11. And she had 11 and wouldn't budge. This is the Beverly Hills type. And I, what did I do? Great customer service. I wept on my walk up to the locker room to take a shower and had my little meltdown and like full on like weeping. Mm. I'm like, this is my one hour a day that I need and I will not budge on. And I'm not being given uh, like an out. I even pushed back. Like normally I'd be like, no problem. I'll make it work. But I was like, you know, la-di-da with this type of client. And um, then I, oh, I went and I taught that class and I skipped Pilates and like, I feel it in my body. Now, like I'm, I'm, I'm antsy. Mm. In fact, like we go to Cancun, we're recording this early, but we go to Cancun in two days and I'm like, I'm not like, I will work out when I'm there. I hope I know for sure, for a fact, I'll be running around the resort all day, but like, I'm stressed now that that's a part of my routine. Like I need it. And I know I need it for my body. And I, I know there's no way I'm not going tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> you know? So I think too, I it's like once you get right in now. a rhythm. Oh yeah. Tell me. And I'm like, dang, look at that definition right there. See it? They go oh, yeah. like, yeah. Like even just like sitting, like, yeah. <laughs> so to let you know. I'm yeah, boxing. look at that. Look at my shoulder muscle. Oh my too. gosh. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels so good to be strong. Like, and it, gosh, yeah. we could talk about this all episode, but like we're just ranting here. But I, I mean, I didn't work out for two years of COVID and, you know, this business was blowing up and I decided last August, like I am on a health journey. I have got to do something about this. I want like, you know, like you start to get creaky and my knees hurt and I'd gained 40 pounds. And, you know, it was like, I, first of all, I have to change my mindset around this, but I have got to move my body. And th- and it sort of became like, I have to do what I like and I like Pilates. So, and it, like, it's fun to me of all types of exercise, which rarely are they. Um, and so it's become this thing of like, I felt like my mind has been so strong and my rest scores would probably prove that actually they would prove that. Um, but it's like my body wasn't aligned. And I think if I would have taken this a long time ago, I mean, Mm. it's my fourth in line physical rest. Um, which is funny because I do feel physically tired. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I was saying about that, but I think I think my challenge to everybody is like, if you're not exercising, I'm speaking to myself nine months ago, <laughs> that um, maybe that's the first goal, just to move your body. And it's not mm-hmm. exercise like hit training and insanity, but like, go on a walk after dinner, go on a walk before no, totally. your shift, move move your body and oxygenate your tissues, and like, it's just so we know it's good for us, but we just we just don't do it. Agreed. Like you inspire, you inspire me, Sarah. And even now I'm like, I'm going to go to the park after this episode with my kid. I'm like, we're going to walk around the park. Like we're going to take some laps, intentional laps and move our body. So yeah. I love it. So that is physical rest. Next we have mental rest. And in the, and in the link we're going to send you, it doesn't actually say examples of mental rest. It just says people that are deficient Mm. in mental rest find themselves like laying in their beds at night, their minds racing 
they can't fall asleep or you can't recall things. And so that is why I think like meditation and mindfulness and being able to still would be Mm -hmm. something to promote for that on the mental rest part. On my results, it says mental rest is the ability to quiet cerebral chatter and focus on things that matter. I, this was an area of, um, it's my life is negatively affected by my lack of rest in this area is what it says. And Mm -hmm. I think that moms, if you're listening to, I think that this is a hard area of our, the season of life we're in, but we definitely need to be better about this, like for our families. So, um, what's going on in your mind when your mind's going a million miles an hour? Um, a lot of things like plans for the next day. What do we need for groceries? Oh, I need to do that laundry. Oh, I have that like thing to get to Sarah. Oh, I have my shift tomorrow. When am I going to be able to nap? Who's going to watch Nathaniel? What did I eat today? I shouldn't have eaten that. Oh, like, did I charge the car? Like just constantly, constantly. I mean, I have that too. Why did I score low? Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised that I scored lower on this one. Like a 20 out of- I was two. I was two. You weren't honest. It says you're experiencing rest in this area, but would thrive with more. You're like, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I would love more mental rest. And uh, I also and like I, we're planning a big thing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I, for my sure. brain and is I, not off. I think I've talked about my adult's diagnosis of ADHD, so that doesn't help in this area of my brain. But for sure. I I need to get my life together when it comes to mental rest. Well, and if you're identifying that like you're having a hard time keeping track of things, you're missing things, you're late, you're um, like not able to track with what's going on. I think my, I, I will say that like, I think I, I rated low in this because I can handle a lot. Like my capacity is very abnormal. So I think my mental load, like I've built up a tolerance that is like, eh. Like un like unhealthy almost. <laughs> like I was gonna say braggable, but like in a bad way. <laughs> like I I I don't I don't break down, and many times I should. And if I do, it takes a whole lot to put me over, um, or to get to a place where like I can't focus. Like I will always be able to rally. Um, and if I can't, you know something's like very very wrong. Um, even in like very hard seasons of my life, but that's also like a learned skill. So like, I think there's good to that, but I also don't know that that's the best. (laughs) Like our brains are not, in fact, my mom's been reading this book, um, the science of productivity, something about productivity. It's like the number one productivity book. We can also link it down below if you want, but she's like, she's been talking about it every single time I talk to her and basically (laughs) has said like, our brains are not designed to carry as much as are in them. Mm. And so we need to do better at offloading and having like systems for getting rid and having like, and she was talking about today, like a landing spot. And it's really, it's a to-do, we do this, right? A Mm to-do list. We use Notion as a team, or you have post-its around your house, or you have a note in your phone that like, what you're doing is you're trying to offload the mental, your mental capacity so that it is trying to rest because our brains are only meant to handle up to two to three things at a time. And (laughs) We have you hundreds, like well, I, I, both of us could just talk for 15 minutes of all the things going on in our minds at all times. Ooh, you know? I will say I've been, I told Sarah this the other day, how I'm getting my toddler to sleep is I just lay with him and tell him all the things I have to do the next day and I'm getting it off my head and he just passes out. And so there's one tip, but I think that's true. So I love that. I'm going to ask your mom for that link because even like having a piece of paper by your bedside, 
they say to mm-hmm. do that. So when you're laying down at night and you can just write it all down, cause you do tend to forget in the morning yeah. and I stress, I'm like, I'm going to forget this. I'm going to forget this. I'm going to forget this. But then I don't, right. You write can't it offload right? it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. So mental rest, and then it goes to social rest, which I think is really interesting. And it talks about how the people, mm-hmm. it talks about the people you hang out with. And I think the first step to increasing your social rest is to take an inventory of who's giving you life and who's taking away. Mm. So when you, when someone, you leave someone's company and you walk away like drained, take note of that because maybe that's a family member or whatever that you like, it's your mom. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to just cut my mom out of my life. But if it's someone that you could in theory, just kind of leave, like, I don't mean leave, but like, you know, Mm. like distance yourself from. Like if they're Set just the continually boundary. sucking your energy, maybe it isn't mm-hmm. the best to continue a close relationship with that person. Mm. Or but it's just, really yeah, like setting thing. up limits or like really, I think I did. Well, I don't know if I did. Let me see. Social was 19. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I could do better, but it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you think about it. This is true. If we're talking about types of rest, you know, we think about physical, but social rest, there is something really settling to be in the presence of somebody life affirming. There are people in my life that like Carly, for instance, my best friend from high school, whom is still one of my best friends, but lives far away. When we get on the phone or she comes to town and we finally spend time together, I am like, oh, I feel so recharged. You know, I hope you're feeling that if you're in Cancun listening to this, you're feeling that from the environment that's been created in Cancun and from other bundle brick nurses, you feel as in mentorship likely. You know, that's a form of social rest. And yet I think we think about sleep. And so I love that this is like brought to our attention. I think this is one of the like most inspiring ones to me of like, okay, at times, like, and we know it, if if we're isolated, I don't care how introverted you are. If you're isolated long enough, like you're antsy to get recharged and refilled by community. And community is hard to find these days. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I think too, the, I think the prompt here for me would be like that. In, okay. So I have an exercise. This has been a PDF download. I want to make available on the bundle work nurses site. And this episode would actually fit perfectly with it. So when it's available, we'll link it here. Even if it's later, just be on the lookout. Cause we did this as a family. I think I told you this over Christmas, my brother-in-law had this like pie chart where you evaluate all your relationships around you based on all these different categories. And so many little nuggets of wisdom came out of this exercise. We all did it. We all talked about our results. Yes, this is how my family is. This is why I am who I am. Let's, I was let's just going to say, this is a key insight into Sarah's family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was raised in a very unique environment, one that like really does prioritize growth. And literally, this is what we do as a family. We talk de- about the depth of our relationships. So Anyway, but it's this really cool worksheet that helps you navigate and do like an inventory of your relationships. And so what I love about this prompt to me, the challenge is to think about the people that are pouring into your life. Who are the voices in your head? What are they saying? And when you have a problem, do you have someone that you can go to that is unconditional, that is non-judgmental, that will just love you as you are and walk alongside of you through life. I hope that everybody has a person like that, but I also know that I don't know, I don't know how realistic that is. Mm. I feel very grateful that like I grew up in it. I I, like grew up with these, Brian was one of those people for me growing up and now he works for me. Like, Mm. you know, um, 
my mother is one of those people. My sister's one of those people. So I am fortunate enough to have not only friends, but also family that fit in those categories. But how do, how, when you walk away, and that might be a good first inventory step before the worksheet's available, but like when you hang out with, when I hang out with Justine, do I feel drained or do I feel recharged? Do I feel energized or do I feel like, oh my God, I need a break, you know? Mm-hmm. Um do I feel inspired to keep going? Do I feel inspired to um, be better? Or do I feel like pissed at the world? You know, thinking of that, because I would hate for you to feel drained, but a lot of us I don't, don't feel know. drained we by are, you. <laughs> thank you. But I don't know if, like, how do you not be a draining person? That's something to think about too. Well, think about somebody that you, that is life affirming. Mm-hmm. How do they like how do they carry themselves and how do they live? Because it is, and I think it's energetic for sure. Mm-hmm. That like there's an energy you bring to the room, to your relationships, to and even like a focus level. Like there's times when I'm really a really good friend, and there's times when like I suck because I'm totally disengaged and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, my mind is in too many places. I need to rest my mind in order to get rest from my social environment. These all like interact. But if you think about somebody that really does energize you. Um, how are they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm even thinking like negative energy. Like if they're always complaining, are you always complaining about things? Yeah. No one wants to be around. I mean, I think going back Unless to car, like car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and there is sort of power in like, I complain. Right. You know, and sometimes it may feel draining and other times it may be like, okay, like no one cares. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't necessarily feel that way. So I think, I think that is worth thinking about, I think about, for instance, car, I'm like, she's doing the work. There's a depth to that relationship and a safety in that relationship where she creates this safe container for me to fully arrive exactly as I am. And that doesn't mean that like, we don't have hard conversations or we're not like literally crying together on the phone about whatever it may be. I still walk away recharged. I'm going to be evaluating if I give people energy or not, Amy, we're mindful of this, but I do think I've recently in the past, like couple of years been really good about like protecting my energy of like, I don't, I can't be around them, you know, or like not Same. long periods of time or choosing who yep. I hang out with, like from work and stuff like that. So, yeah, I okay. agree. I feel like I've set better boundaries than that for myself yeah. as well in the last yeah. couple of years. So I, we encourage you to do that, take inventory of the people in your life. And then we have spiritual rest and some people are just like it depends on your belief system here, but it says in this article, like at the very core, it is the feeling that we want to feel like we belong. And Mm. this could be purpose. Yeah. Having purpose in life. Do you go to work for a paycheck or do you go to work because you feel like you're making a difference? Do you do anything in the community? Do you have any passions outside that like really give you purpose? And Hmm. I feel like you, you're coming, you could experience burnout. Well, and I think too, I think it's easy, like, especially if you don't hold some sort of faith tradition belief system that it's easy to be like, oh, spiritual, but like, we're all spiritual beings, whether we like it or not, the spirit is the soul. It's the, like, uh, it's our connection to the greater good, to the big picture, to purpose, like you said. Um, and so I think, 
you know, if this is not an area of growth, like this is something we all can be growing in, or even just asking like big questions about the meaning of life and about your existence. And like, how do you, I had a really intense conversation the other day about like, you know, I'm 35 and that's like, I'm, I'm pushing 40. That feels like a milestone. I'm advanced maternal age and I'm single with no kids. And so what does that mean for my life? And what, where do I want to be at 40? And if I want to be here at 40, like at a, at a different place, I am going to have to change some things and some priorities. My entire life has been centered around building this business and caring for others in the last, I mean, truly like my adult life. But, you know, um, I haven't prioritized myself, my relationships as much. There have been pieces of time where I have, but like if I want something different, I'm going to have to think about that in the greater, bigger picture of what, what do I want to look back on my life? And maybe, maybe you're not 35, maybe you're 22, maybe you're 60, that those are those questions that fall under the spiritual of feeling contented with where you're at. On my list of the, the like quiz results, it says the capacity to experience God in all things and recline in the knowledge of the holy. Um, and while, I mean, I have a very, my, this was actually my highest scoring area. This is, I mean, my faith is as central and core to who I am. It guides every decision, not, not, well, I say it guides every decision, but it's like, it's just a part of me. It's not necessarily like, oh, I'm thinking about God in every moment. I wish I did maybe more, but I definitely don't. Um, but this like knowledge of the holy, I think, this also to me if i were to translate this to somebody who maybe doesn't hold a faith tradition would be like the knowledge of what's outside of your control or the answers that we don't have and how contented are we with not knowing and with the fact that there's a lot going on in this world in this universe in different dimensions that we know nothing about and also like i'm small Like we think like fascia is the per, I will talk about this one blue in the face. Those of you that are in Cancun, you're like, yeah, my mind's blown. Fascia wasn't an organ till 2018. Like we thought we knew. And literally there was an entire organ system staring at us in the face that might be the most important other than our brain, heart, and lungs organ system that is essential to life that we didn't know existed hardly. And we still don't know about like, you know, we're in the, we're in this, this age where like, there's so much technology and there's so much we think we know when like, we really don't know anything. And to me, that's a piece of this, of being contented in not knowing. How'd you score? In spiritual, I scored a 22, which is pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that was pretty good. The next one is sensory. I think about sensory too, as like being a parent. It's like all about sensory, like never cared more about sensory things than I do now. Mm -hmm. And I scored a 30, which is not great. Same. So what do we do? Oh, we We need to be off our phones. (laughs) I need to lay in the sun and literally stare. I'm, I'm like, I'm actually crying. Actually. I think I'm really, really deprived in this area. Oh my God. I'm actually crying. Hold on. I, the thought of laying and looking at the clouds and like sunshine on my skin and my phone being maybe even like off is the most incredible thought of my, like I've had in a very long time. 
like to the point where like I'm emotional about it. Clearly I need rest in this area, which is what my score said. This was my, this was my highest. It also doesn't help that you live. I feel like in Los Angeles, like where it's like a bustling city, you know, you have like more sounds around you. You can't just go like lay in a field. So I think it has to be, if you work in, if you live in like an urban area, I think there's more effort that needs to be made. You can't just like walk into nature. It's like, oh, I have to go drive in traffic and find the hike. Mm-hmm. And there's probably parking's a nightmare. And then there's a lot of people. So it's it's more effort. Yeah. Sure. Interestingly enough that like when you talk about grounding exercises, which you've learned in Cancun, and we have an entire class on our site, grounding, it's so cheap. Go there and get some grounding learning on this from Krista on our website. Um but grounding in general comes from like, you think about a grounding pad, right? That the energy gets, goes to one area, right? And energy comes from one area as well. And so literally there's studies about charging or I don't think I'm going to talk about this in Cancun again, you're listening to it and like, have I talked about it or not? But that we charge our mitochondria by connecting with the earth. Like, and, and I've what? heard this of like the hippie, yeah, yeah, yeah I, love I know. That. I know that and sunshine. So it's sunshine and then bare feet on the ground. I am going to have to say this in Cancun because it's just so interesting. Mm -hmm. But the idea that like, I always thought it was like such like a hippie thing of like, I want to be like the barefoot, what would like barefoot people, like people just walking barefoot all over the place, which you would never do in Los Angeles. But like in other places or like people, you take off your shoes and you stand on the earth or in the sand and like, how good does it feel to have your toes in the sand? There's something therapeutic about that, but actually that connection to the ground and the actual organic material, including sunshine, that it charges your mitochondria. And those are your energy cells or your energy, energy components of the cell. You know, that's like my favorite. I've realized recently, like when they talk about healing your inner child, laying in grass in the sun is like my ideal day. Like I remember in high school, huh. we used to like find little areas to lay and like just read books over the weekend, like in a field Aww. in grass. I so. want to lay in a field in grass. Yeah. So it's my favorite. Like I, I, grass isn't, isn't itchy to me either. Some people are probably listening to this like, oh my God, but I love it so much. No, that's, that's great. Nice. I don't even know what grass I would lay in. I'm going to go charge my mitochondria. Yeah. So that's sensory. Next is emotional. What did I score in emotional? What did you score in emotional? Um, I scored a 25. Okay. So this was my second worst. So it says the freedom to authentically express feelings and eliminate people pleasing behaviors. I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser, but I'm not recovering. I'm just a people pleaser. (laughs) So I am going to be a recovering. No, hold on. The fact that you would even say that you're recovering means you are. I guess it means you have awareness that you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yourself some slack, honey. I got. I am. I don't care what people think. No, I'm just care a lot about what people think. But yeah, I think um, it says it refers to the rest we experience when we feel like we can be real and authentic in our relationships. And so I think millennials Mm -hmm. have a harder time with this. Um, It's based on studies of just like trying to please people, and um, I think there's a push. I really do think that the future generations are going to push us to be less people pleasing. And I bet like, if you think about like blunt people in your life, they probably would score higher in this because they just say what it's like. Yeah. I love, I am not blunt. I think for me, it's authentically expressing my feelings, but that goes even to myself. 
Like I am a bulldozer of my own needs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I identified this in coaching over a year ago and here I am saying the same thing, but like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. That is your that, story. That is my script. It's mm-hmm. like, all right. something like, it's exactly what happened yesterday with this damn class. Like, all right, I'll be fine. And I'm going to cry it out and you're going to get what you want. And I'm going to sacrifice the one thing that I needed going into this week that is huge where we're going to Cancun and everything's coming to fruition. I'm going to sacrifice that for your stupid, stupid CPR class. God forbid she ever heard this. Bless you. I really enjoyed it. Let me be clear. But it's just, it's, you know, when I'm thinking about myself, I don't, like, I don't, I, I, I do, but there's, I'm working because I care about the people that for I'm sure. working for. And like you know? that would probably, and that helps your spiritual score too, because you, your work has such, mm-hmm. meaning, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I have such strong purpose, but that also means that I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I can regulate. I will adjust. I will skip the workout. I will sacrifice my house. I will sacrifice my relationships and be single forever for the sake of everyone else. You know, I'm not actually saying that I don't want to be single forever, but you know, it's that. Yeah. So this is an area of opportunity for sure. Yeah. And the last one, the seventh one is creative rest. I scored 34. Ooh, honey. I know. Tell me more about that. Yeah. The experience of allowing beauty to inspire awe, liberate wonder. I don't know why I scored so terribly here. I think I deal with pressure of wanting to create. And then I think I like have a lot of self-doubt that helps me not create because I'm like, I don't know. So I'm thinking maybe why. Hmm. I don't know. What'd you score in this area? I actually scored pretty low, but I I consider myself a very creative person and a problem solver and like an idea generator and all of that. So I also think it's interesting that I scored so low. I would be curious to, I need to like look into this one a little bit more, but I think this is actually, so this is the book that I was inspired to read for Cancun. And actually we probably have already talked about it. We might be talking about it today. It's called the artist's way. And, um, I've sort of had a hard time with this book because it is all about creativity Mm. and um, inspiring like the creative mind to flourish basically. Mm -hmm. But it talks about art. It's for artists. And I think that that concept, like I most definitely do not consider myself an artist. And, you know, and like literally the author is talking about like painters and writers and all these like really creative actual professions when like I'm a nurse. That's like the least creative thing. Mind you, I've been very creative in business, but I think – and creative in like creating classes and synthesizing ideas. I can see how my own creativity is being put together, but the idea of being an artist is like very uncomfortable for me for some reason. Mm. And so I think that's where this book has actually been helpful because it's like – my want I want to be rebellious and like this doesn't apply to me. I'm not an artist when like we are all creative people. And that's where also I love that this is an area of rest for us that like think about what it means to even like I, I saw TikTok last night and she was like coloring with this gold pen and I was like, 
all I need to do is color. Like I just want to color. Like, and also I can, I am sensing myself. I mean, we have been in the push of our lives here and I am like, it feels like the end of mentorship, how I felt at the end of mentorship of like, I so desperately need to like not think and not the amount of pressure and weight. I know that's heavy and I've been working on trying to not let it feel heavy, but if I really call it what it is, like it is heavy. It feels like the biggest responsibility I have carried in a very long time. And people are flying across the world to see us and for this experience, they are entrusting us with their lives and their safety and their experience and their learning and their professions and their hearts and their who they are like, ah, like that, that I carry that. And so for me to do creative, mindless, but also mindful things, I think is so like liberating and definitely probably where I, and why I scored low right now, because I'm not able, like, I don't feel creatively expressed. That makes total sense. And then I was like, really looking into this part too. And it talks about how like innovation and problem solving is in this one. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to make any other, I don't want to make any decisions. And right now decision fatigue, and I'm sure we have decision fatigue for different reasons. Absolutely. Like business-wise, you're like, I don't want to have to make the choice, you know, and in my personal life, yeah. like, just, just choose, just shoot. I don't want to choose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I feel that way about all things in yeah. all areas of my life. Yeah. yeah but our so, focuses would be very different. Yeah. So problem solving charge nurses if you're listening this might be an area that you're just like I don't want to make mm-hmm. a decision you're handling lots of things at different periods of time and so yeah create you need creative rest you need time and maybe that is like creative rest like you just need a color or or creative rest of you need a time and space to not have to problem solve or come up with solutions mm-hmm. and be creative which is interesting I feel like though that would be like mental so rest because if you need creative rest, so like too. there is something really invigorating about having the space to just create. And I think our environments, like especially in the hospital, are oppressive for creation. Anytime anybody has an, an idea, I want to bring this change. I want to try this new thing. Or like, ooh, I heard about blah, blah, blah. It's like, rah, like you're just literally slapped across the face or like whacked across, across the room. Like, no, no, no. We don't have time. We don't have the money. We don't know. Like it, that to me is really stifling in the realm of creativity in your job. And I don't feel creative. Like I, I want the, the openness to be creative in, and, I, and I'm starting to feel that. And I look forward to that coming back from Cancun of like, what are the next steps for bundle birth? Where do we fit? What problems have been created through this amazing experience where now like you need support going home and how are we gonna do that? Or what additional education we've identified like, whoa, huge gap. How do we fill that? Like, then we're coming back to patients. We meaning me are coming back to patients. By the way, we started this business. I started this business for families. And for the last two years, I've given my all like, you know, 90% of me to nurses and I believe in both sides. So as I shift back to patients, my new childbirth classes are coming out, you know, moving back towards to be like, I have a VBAC class. I have an infant CPR class for those that can't go to one in person. You know, I have an entire YouTube channel that's done real well that I haven't touched for a year. Like, you know, there is an audience of impact there. And how do we continue to pursue the mission? Like, that's really fun to me. Reading books, you know, getting new ideas, journaling. And some of that would fall under some of those other categories. But I think it's like 
decision fatigue in the job feels regimented and I see creative different than like I think problem solving in an in an environment that's supportive feels creative resty versus decision making in a punitive restrictive environment can feel really really life sucking and like sensory overload that would feel like maybe like mental and sensory for that one mhm yep Well, those are the seven main areas. And so I think it's important to point out too, you don't have to go like on a three month sabbatical sabbatical to be mm-hmm. able to do these. You can just start little pieces at a time. And so mm-hmm. we're going to link the quiz. It's kind of long, but I am showing that I need help in all areas. And so I have to look into that mm-hmm. and dive into that of what I can do to be more mindful and get more rest in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, in Cancun right now, today, when this episode comes out and afterwards mm-hmm. for a debrief day, like oh, there's a lot within our control. My coworkers are like, I think you just need to do go to Cancun. Like you just need to go there and rest. And because like, they know that I'm like overloaded. I was like, well, it mm-hmm. is work too, friends. But yes, I do need to go to Cancun. I was telling Eric, like, I'm really excited for the debrief day because we don't know what you guys have planned, but I'm sure it's lovely. Mm-hmm. It'll be restful. Well, and it will be restful in various areas. But I think too, like as much as Cancun is work, like you and me especially are not working the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, you teach two classes, they're the same classes, and then you're free. And like you're gonna get social rest, you're gonna get creative rest, mm-hmm. you're gonna get mental rest. You're not gonna have to make any decisions because they trust me, they've all already been made. That's We've true. planned for all of that. That's You know, I mean, it's literally show up and be present, you know, and I think this sort of the idea of being present feels restful, right? Like think about how your body is when I'm just, I'm just going to be present here. It calms your mind. It calms your emotions. It calms my body. It calms my, well, probably not my creativity. What's the other one? My spirit, right? That like that, that idea of presence in, in rest and just just be i say this in the intro for cancun stuff of like we're human beings not human doings and so often we just do 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 and our brains are blah and we all need rest and so if you're feeling fatigued it's like i think it's easy to think like yes you do need sleep but there may be other areas of like i need to color for an hour or my body needs the sunshine i gotta charge up my mitochondria or go barefoot in your backyard instead of wearing your shoes you know or like lay down with your kid instead like of that. being on your phone laundry oh yeah Get, yeah let's yeah I've been trying to put my phone like even in the bathroom at night and plugging it in and it is really nice to be able to be off our phones for periods I of don't time, know so. if I can do it I have a full bedtime routine of TikToking <laughs> before bed and I like love it but also it is such a life suck Oh it's my like, gosh. Yay and you're like and scrolling bad. through. Yeah, no, totally. And you're scrolling through and you're literally like, okay, one more scroll, one more scroll, one more scroll. One more, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. That's not good for anyone's brain. No, I, yeah, I, that was me last night. And then I spent way too much money on all things I don't need. Completely out of control. Caught me in a weak moment. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not good for my resting of my mind. Cause then I'm like, Sarah, you didn't need that. And then you live in regret. <laughs> We are opposite. I have, cannot figure out. I can't pull the trigger on these fig scrubs. It's been a week. 
I'm not going to do it. your life. But you're thinking about it. It's taking up mental capacity in your brain. And until this is where I have learned this about purchasing things. Like if I know I'm going to obsess over it, I got to remove it from my brain. So just get it. Yeah. I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to remove it from my brain and not get it because it was $171 on sale for the outfit I want. Like I can't, it's, it's, I get free scrubs from my hospital. Like mm. I don't need to spend $170. Okay. Well so, then set it aside. You know the answer. Yeah. It's aside. It's gone. This is the last anyone yeah. will ever hear about it. Thanks for spending your time with us here in this episode of Happy Hour with Bundle Birth Nurses. If you like what you heard, it helps us both if you subscribe, rate, leave a raving review, or share this episode with a friend. If you want more from us, head to bundlebirthnurses.com or follow us on Instagram or TikTok. And now as you go, think about the areas of rest that you might need and take one action step forward to increase your restfulness in your body, your mind, your spirit, whatever you need. You matter. What you do matters. We've said this a million times, but also the only way that we're going to be effective in this world is if we are resting. We'll see you next time.